Eight months ago, Neuralink was approved for clinical trials in humans. Earlier this week on January 29th, Elon Musk announced the first human had received an implant. What does this mean for humanity and transhumanism? Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. As always, I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network, as well as on my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash America Emboldened, and all social networks. Just type in America Emboldened. We are literally everywhere, and we're glad that you're with us, bold Americans. There's a topic that's weighing heavily on me for the past several months. I've discussed this probably going back almost a year uh, from when this story first broke, but now it's at a fever pitch. Why is it at a fever pitch? Because news has broken out now. The Elon Musk has finally done it. His dream of passing from the chimpanzee and apes, he finally got a human to implant his Neuralink brain chip into their bodies. Folks, this is bad news. Extremely bad news. Elon Musk will not be happy with just restoring people's ability to walk or restoring the ability to see or MS-type symptoms. Elon Musk wants to hack the body in a transhumanist manner. Not only does he want to hack the body, he wants to unlock the brain's secrets. He's made these comments previously in interviews that he doesn't feel comfortable with just version 1.0, version 2.0. He sees this as a long journey. Just last week, I brought up with Ben Davidson, the suspicious observer, a conversation about Neuralink and how it's tied to brainwaves, alpha, beta, delta, theta. If you're not realizing that your brainwaves control all of your functions, and as of January 31st, 2024, scientists do not fully understand how the brain functions and that Elon Musk hooking this Neuralink chip up to a human subject can finally unlock the secrets of the brain. If you're not realizing that that means wireless control of the human body will become possible, I don't know what to tell my audience. This is the beginning of a dawning of a new age in what it means to be human. I talk on the show all the time about our energy. I have people that come on, like we had uh, Master Astrologer Chris Largent. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had Gene Atman on, talking about the need to clear our energy. Laurie Elizabeth is a regular on my show where we discuss the human body, the energy that we bring how that relates to the world. And we talk about what it means to be human. I contacted Laurie because I am very concerned about what does it mean in Elon Musk world 
to go into a transhuman agenda, merging the body with electronics. What does that mean for humanity? What does that mean if you believe in a soul for your soul? What does that mean for the overall structure of who we are meant to be? Will we eventually merge machine and body and live forever? Who would want that? For those that are celebrating this news with Elon Musk as something that is going to be groundbreaking for those that are paralyzed, you're being short-sighted. Elon Musk was the person who told you AI was one of the most evil things. And what did he do? He now owns his own AI, Grok. We're not in a good place, America. We need to talk about, so I'm bringing on right now, Laurie Elizabeth from Seekers Insights and a regular here on the show. Laurie, good evening and welcome back. Thanks so much, Greg. It's great to be with you. It's great to be with you as well, Laurie. I'm bringing you because I'm hoping you can talk me off my ledge. <laughs> Since uh, I heard yeah. this news, I'm uh, very uh, apprehensive about the positive news spin that the media seems to be putting on this. Where is the skepticism of what the end game and end goal may be? But furthermore, to start at the very beginning, what are we giving up in order to gain by allowing technology into this intimate way of our brainwaves? We're giving up a lot of our freedom. That's what we're doing. Um, <clears throat> this is, I mentioned to you once before, if we thought AI was the wild, wild west, we just got a whole new okay corral here. And in my opinion, okay, so let's take a look. Mm -hmm. How much do we really know about the human brain? <laughs> Scientists just themselves will tell you they know not enough. And as far as they're concerned, there's a whole lot more to discover and they're trying desperately to map it out, but it's it's a tedious, long-standing process to do this. So, hey, we don't know enough about the brain. Let's put that out there for a second. Next, let's talk about AI. What do we really know about AI? We know that it can be used in many different ways to help humanity. But what if I told you that eventually, down the line, sentience in AI is a given. It can't help but become conscious. And there's a lot of reasons why. And I, just, just for fun, I'll diverge here just a little bit to say there was a movie called The Bicentennial Man. It was an excellent movie starring Robin Williams. Robin Williams. And he's an example of what a path like that could look like. Now, thankfully, he was a benign sentient being. Um, that's what he evolved into with so, so you've got, going back to the main topic, neural networks will be required to really do for the human body what I think people like Musk envision. Because he's the first of his kind, the experimenters, the people who are trying to put some sort of transhumanism in place here. He's the first one who's actually come out and said, but guys, you're missing the point. And this is true, Elon Musk. You're missing the point. It is not just, hey, we're going to help people get out of wheelchairs and, and communicate, be able to communicate when their capacity is gone. But hey, we can go so much further. And when we merge it with AI, 
dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And, and that's where we are right now. Hmm. I'm going to be quite honest with you, Greg. I, I really see this as a new Atlantean coming in and doing something that he can do. Doesn't mean he should do it. He wants to do it. And that's a problem because how many people on earth can stop an Elon Musk? Hmm. Well, it's been clear that he's got enough money to buy whatever he wants. It's quite true. He has worked himself in to not only the military industrial complex, Mm -hmm. but the government control complex around the world Mm -hmm. uh, with his contracts with SpaceX. He now runs most of NASA when you get down to their, uh, $800 $800 billion budget. Majority of that's going to Elon Musk. SpaceX. SpaceX, yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Twitter had $44 billion. People think that he got fleeced. And really what he got was the largest intelligence network on the face of the planet. Yes, he did. He knew every single private message that Donald Trump sent during his presidency. Barack Obama. It's all stored on the servers. And all that's of- why he's not going to be touched. Nope. He knows where all the bodies are buried. Yep. And now we have a man who seems pretty hell-bent on reshaping the world in his image. That's pretty scary. Yeah, I use those words on purpose. Yeah. And Elon is breathing life into it. I want listeners to pay attention to those words that I just used. Mm -hmm. Elon is creating a world of free speech that he wants. Oh, but, but Greg, didn't you hear that he's, he's getting people on board now to go through the, 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 um, what do you call them now? Not tweets, but let's X this out. Whatever. Yeah. Let's X this out. Yeah. So, so he's got people he's, he's vetting and he's, he's, he's going to put them in place to, to review the tweets and, and make sure that they're, Compatible with mm-hmm. public taste, I suppose. I don't know. It's a social credit oh, yeah. score. Buggy. Elon <laughs> Musk purchased a social credit score. Yeah, he did. That's exactly what they're doing with the algorithm presently. I believe that Jack, the previous owner, started that. Mm-hmm. And now what they're looking at is, what type of post do you have? Are yeah. you a political extremist? Are you a conspiracy theorist? Are you somebody who is working to make this world a better place? Are you somebody who has uh, intentions to do something poor in the future? It's like uh, the minority report all over again. And to that extent, we know then that chips can be hacked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's great. And if you've seen the size of the device, it's huge. Okay. It gets put into the body. It attaches into the brain, the cranium, and then it goes underneath the, and the skin to do that. And it comes down through the neck into the, into the body. So it's not like somebody's just embedding a chip under the skin. The, you know, there's, there are different models of this because he's not the only person in this field. Hmm. He doesn't want you to know that, but it's true. There are other players involved, but he's the one that's going out, you know, and blasting the, the wonderful news that he can help all living beings. The issue is, Anything with electronics can be hacked and anything with programming can be hacked. So what happens if some hacker decides that it's going to be a 
a great game mm-hmm. to make people do things that they don't want to do. That's something that's not even being discussed right now. But that first thing that crossed my mind was, <laughs> if you can hack my car, Fob, you can hack my car. Um, you can certainly hack a brain chip. Scary, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think that the part that I've been paying attention to is, are you familiar with cell phones and how close they are to the brain waves? I do my level best not to put one next to my head. Yeah. Even my earbuds that I have in right now, from here to here, is an air tube. If you go on to the iPhone, you know, I have one right here in your mm-hmm. settings. You can go to the uh, general section and click on about. After you go to about, if you scroll over to the bottom, uh, you will find that there is a section where they give you information about legal and regulatory. In the legal and regulatory section, they talk exactly about what type of exposure from RF signals you're going to be absorbing. And this RF exposure they deem is uh, in real time, not able to possibly harm you from the studies that limited what they've done, but they would suggest that you don't keep this in your pocket. They would suggest that you don't put this next to your head, that you use a hands-free device because Mm -hmm. they do believe that at all points in time that the exposure is not only just radiating you, but it is affecting your brain. And for those that think that I'm a conspiracy theorist going down this route, let me show you an article from 2008, May 7th. Now, I'm going to pull this up on the screen for those that are listening on the podcast format. You'll have to go over and check out the Rumble or uh, YouTube page to be able to see this. But here we have from Scientific American, May 7th, 2008. The headline was Mind Control by Cell Phone. Electromagnetic signals from cell phones can change your brain waves and behavior, but don't break out the aluminum foil head shield just yet. I was unaware until probably about 2011 about some of these studies. That's when this first came on my radar. But it reminded me of the transcranial magnetic stimulation technique that they've been using to monitor both the conscious and unconscious states using electromagnetic radiation in order to jam up the signals or to excite signals to get reactions. This could make people have crazy thoughts, see colors, move their arms, move their legs, but there was no reason for what they were moving understood by scientists. They just knew that they could stimulate parts of the brain and get another type of response. And then they would study that on EEG measurement to see the alpha, beta, delta, and theta waves, which I'm going to get into in just a quick moment. This TMS, what they ended up doing was taking a Nokia cell phone. Now, if you remember the old Nokia cell phones, they used to call them the fish phones. They had kind of like a little dial. They didn't have all the extra uh, uh, buttons that we have on our cell phones now. But using a cell phone, they found that they could boost an alpha wave in the brain. And that could subliminally alter their state of consciousness. Not only could cell phone signals alter a person's behavior during a call, the effects of the disrupted wave patterns continued long after the phone was switched off. 
We've known that alpha brainwaves, which is the brainwaves you and I are currently using to have this conversation, by the way, that's like the 40 hertz signals, all right? That's where we're operating in our conversation, our conscious state. We know that cell phones, this having this just by my person during this show, not only affects my alpha waves while it's sitting next to me, but when I'm using it, it's affecting me as well. And yet we're putting this in every single child's hands. We're putting this in every single citizen's hands all over this entire world. I'm not even that upset about that because we've come to accept it as a part of life. What I'm upset about is Neuralink is going to create something that the average person is not having a conversation about. And the fact that the scientific community is not talking about what I'm going to talk about with you tonight tells me that we have a major problem in science that is bought and paid for by individuals that want to see us alter the course of humanity. I think after this show, we're going to see more scientists start speaking out about what we're about to speak about. All right. Laurie, what do you know about the five types of brainwaves? I know that learning takes place when you are in a higher brainwave, um, like gamma, right? The gamma waves. They are, that's when you are receptive. That's when you actually learn things. Um, alpha, you're just, you're just going out. Everything's yep. coming out of you. Um, Delta, everybody has heard of Delta sleep. Well, obviously, that's that's a good place to be when you want to be sleeping. But and theta is the deepest possible. Yep. So so on here, actually, Delta would be the deepest possible. Oh, theta, del- excuse me. Yeah, I had them reversed. Yeah, yeah, a couple reversed here. So that's, I'm going to correct it as we go through. But you you are in tune already with the concepts that I want to make sure people understand as we get into this conversation. So let's, let's clearly define this into the different brainwaves. So we're speaking the same language for the conversation today. Gamma waves are 40 Hertz to hundred Hertz. And these are the highest. This is where we are in school, learning information, retaining information. The problem with gamma waves is too much of this produces anxiety in our lives. It produces stress. And so people need to get away from gamma waves in order to be able to cope, right? If we live our lives in this, we eventually become uh, high-functioning morons <laughs> because we can't deal with all the pressure. If we don't stimulate our gamma waves enough, it's been linked to ADHD, to depression, and learning disabilities. Optimal-wise, it improves our information processing and our REM sleep when we have a good day of learning. And it also increases gamma waves when we are doing meditations. Beta waves. Beta waves are within 12 hertz and 40 hertz. These are high, all right? This is our conscious thought. It's what we're doing right now, talking through our conversation, and alpha's a little bit as well, kind of getting into what we're doing as well. These brain waves are when we're aroused with something or we drink caffeine, we get the beta waves kind of on the increase. It's part of the adrenaline flight or fight response, and it doesn't enable us to relax. It's the reason why you and I are not going to fall asleep during our conversation because our beta waves have risen us in the gamma waves. So we're learning from one another and conversing. If we weren't producing enough beta waves, you'd have people with poor cognition. They'd be daydreaming all the time, ADHD, they'd be depressed. So if we want to increase that, one of the ways, Ritalin, right? Get rid of people's ADHD. Ritalin's moving those beta waves, just like energy drinks, coffee, people addicted to that. 
Well, then we get into those alpha waves. The alpha waves are between what we're thinking consciously and our subconscious mind, what our brain's telling us in the background when we're surveying an area and we're thinking, oh man, uh, I may not feel safe right here, right? It also can help us promote relaxation as well going, all right, I need to relax into this moment. Um, It's the reason why people use marijuana. It's the reason why people will drink to increase their alpha waves. It sometimes can act as an antidepressant. That's why some people get addicted to alcohol and they're like, you know, it makes me feel better when I'm drunk. Well, it's an antidepressant. It's going to depress you worse when you're coming down off of it, but it's going to increase those alpha waves and put you into that mood. Get the theta waves, four hertz to eight hertz. Everything starts slowing down. At this point in time, we're entering into daydreams and sleeping. All right, this is where we're now going off the bed at nighttime. Um, This can really be in our creative state. Ever wonder why you wake up first thing in the morning and you're having your most creative thoughts as you take a shower? It's because your theta waves are still active and you can tap into those in that moment. It's right before bed. It's the reason why I tell people, put a journal next to your bed, start writing down some notes because you're going to have some really amazing thoughts during that time. If you're taking depressants, you can increase your theta waves. Some people even uh, start to hallucinate. And then last is our delta waves, zero hertz to four hertz. This is when our brain is in a deep, deep sleep and we start to restore our brain synapses and we go into a period of repair, right? We're starting to get into things. And so when we wake up, if we got really good delta waves at the end of the night, we wake up just feeling great about ourselves. All right. And so I have a graphic that I've been kind of putting up here the entire time. So you can kind of read along some of the extra parts, but that that's the first part of this conversation. Neuralink is going to have to operate between zero Hertz and about 80 Hertz in order to get the intended results with a human being, because that is how it's going to regain control for the individual. In its early stages, this is magical, right? The fact that we could stimulate somebody to have a positive day, to cure depression, to help them walk, to uh, help relieve MS systems, maybe ALS, restore the ability for people to have. This sounds like an absolute miracle. But ultimately, all of those things are part of the human experience. This is AI. This is a machine that's going to influence those waves in a way that is going to change what it means to be human. So my question with all that information, I want to frame our conversation tonight around and we can go into a lot of different directions, but for bold Americans listening right now, here's where we're going with this. Wireless communications will be next. We're going to think this out 10 years down the line, maybe five years down the line. If they can crack how to do this with wires, the next step is to do this wirelessly, which means thought control, mind control is now 100% within the realm of possibility, which then means you have no free will. Your will will be the will of corporate sponsors and those that control the technology. And let me tell you, if Elon Musk is doing it, you know the military is behind it. You know there's plenty of people that are working on this as well, and it's not gonna be the cure, your MS. 
All right, we're going to take a break right here with Laurie Elizabeth. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, Laurie, about what does this mean for the future? Is there a way to opt out of this and get into what does this mean for the possibility of the soul and so much more? If you listeners would like to see the interview in person, you can go to rumble.com, type in America Emboldened, and you can see the full interview with Laurie Elizabeth. In the meantime, go over to americaoutloud.news. Check out all my colleagues' work, all these articles being put out, as well as the America Out Loud News Network, where you can hear the 24-7, 365 days out of the week radio and podcasts that are being broadcast on all your favorite app devices, as well as online. Back in just a few minutes, you're listening to American Bolden with Greg Bolden, special guest Laurie Elizabeth, here on the America Out Loud Network. Well, the year 2024 is upon us, and it is our chance to get it right and take back a free America. AmericaOutloud.news is your source for uncensored and factual news that facilitates truth and unity among all Americans to restore that American dream we have always cherished. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show with my interview here with Laurie Elizabeth. We're talking about Neuralink. Before the break, I was going through all the different brainwaves, and now we're going to join the conversation back, talking with Laurie about what the ramifications are. Here it is. Laurie. Sir. How do we, right now, begin to sound the alarm with this show so other people can understand we got some problems? Let's go back to cell phones for a minute. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest development in cell phones that the majority of cell phone users became aware of over the past, I don't know, year, year and a half? 
the conversion uh-huh. to 5G. Ah, mm-hmm. That's the start of this. You are forced into 5G. Oh, we have the technology. We've made improvements. They are bombarding us with every cell tower with electromagnetic energy that is off the charts. Let alone all of our electronic devices, the thing I'm talking to you on right now, um, cell phones in our hands, they're deadly. I wear, generally, I don't have it on right now, but usually every day, I have on what I call what is called a Q-Link. It's available on Amazon. You can find them anywhere. And it is something you put onto your, your body. You wear it around your neck. It looks like, it looks like a pendant, but it, you wear the open part of it, which is copper wiring, close to your body to put off the electromagnetic impulses that are coming in at you. And for example, in my office, I do this particularly because I have a bunch of cords, yes, but I also in my office have cords coming into the house from the outside. So when I got a wind of that and I took a look at everything, I said, no, I need some grounding. So that's where all this comes in. Yes, that's it. And I wear one of those every day. Um, I even wear them at night because everything's got cords. Everything's got, you know, I have a lamp beside my dad, my side of bed, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Everything gives off electromagnetic impulses. So we are forced into using 5G because the cell phones that are on 4G still will become extinct and you will have to upgrade, which Elon Musk mentions in his um, Washington Post article that was put out today. Um, You know, hey, you know, we have to upgrade this because if you have an iPhone 1, you you, which don't have anymore, but you need to upgrade to iPhone 14. So they force you into the cattle chute of upgrades. And if we don't think that's possible, how many cell towers are nearby your home? How many large electromagnetic wires are near you? Um, for example, where we live here, um, there's a very ritzy part of our state. It's in, uh, basically in the Brandywine area. And if you look at all these lovely houses and very expensive because it's such a lovely area, if you look in the backyard, they have these towering giants of electricity lines going through. And they are getting bigger and more laboriously huge, taking all of that through populated areas. There's stray voltage. There's all kinds of things that can go on. But again, we're building our houses right there. Mm-hmm. They used to just put those things where nobody lived. They used to put those things, those long tracks of them, in farmland. And they would pay the farmers to be able to put that things, those things there. So now, no, they're right in our backyards. And that's a scary proposition. But here we are. So all of this is supporting what we're doing technologically because all of it's going to put out that electromagnetism that we're talking about. Now, if you progress further and go into what Musk is doing, what AI is all about, our cell phones are going to be full of AI before we know it using 5G. And you're going to be able to control that 
chip in your brain through what goes on here. We're already doing it with hearing aids, folks. Right. You can control hearing aids, as I've seen people do, volume, how you, how you hear, um, all those different things. And I just put this reminder out there that everything can be hacked. The only thing that can't be hacked is your body without it. Well, I disagree with that now. Okay, talk to me. So that, that, that's my concern, right? So if you read that Washington Post, I have it up on the screen. What, mm-hmm. what you're uh, bringing to my attention, you, you mentioned this article before we, we started the interview. Mm-hmm. The Washington Post writes, while most companies remain focused on therapeutic treatments, Musk has angled for a wider application, yeah. suggesting that the technology could be used to enhance human function more broadly. He's spoken of putting humans on a path of symbiosis with artificial intelligence and suggested he would get the technology installed in his own brain someday. I believe he doesn't need to get it installed in his own brain. What I'm trying to make a case for is 5G towers, Mm -hmm. the broadcasting that we already have available to us, Mm -hmm. who owns the airwaves? Do you know? Mm It's standardized by the militaries around the world. Of course. And so if Elon has already tied himself into the military industrial complex, and I know that I'm connecting some dots here, but I don't think we got to connect too far to to say that what I'm stating is pretty factual. Mm -hmm. I believe in five years because of this Neuralink human that decided, oh, that sounds like a great idea. We're going to be looking at you and I be sitting here and in the middle of our conversation, pausing and you and I are literally seeing an advertisement with our brains in front of us for Nike or whoever else is sponsoring because it can be pushed into the human experience through our brainwaves. Yeah. It's a real possibility. It is. It is. Have you seen the Google frames, the the glasses that do all those different things. I think that's preparing us for that. One step closer. Exactly. Apple. They just came out with their, uh, their brand new computing uh, software. I'm not sure if you saw this, the vision pro, let me put that up on the screen for you. This is this transhumanism (laughs) at a wacky, wacky $3,400 for this. And they're saying, you know, what's great about this. The screen will go from smoke to clear. So you can see people's eyes. They then have everything in front of them. So as they are looking, see how it comes into life. And as they're looking around their room, all the widgets and gadgets will start coming to life in front of them. Well, once you have this merged augmented reality in front of us, that opens the door for a Neuralink wireless communication where you don't need all these wires. You don't need batteries. Roads where we're going, we don't need no stinking roads, right? We're we're at this moment in, in history that it's bizarre. I didn't think we we're going to get here this quick. Well, again, let's go back. I'm going to draw a corollary for you. I call these people the new Atlanteans. They, mm-hmm. The Neo-Atlantean people are coming back in from their reincarnation paths, and they are setting themselves up, I think, in my opinion. Because, again, I go back to the adage, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. But the toys the technology that all becomes consuming and they 
can do it better and they can do better for people. And, but emerging, it's emerging science. Transhumanism is a philosophy that has merged with science. So everything about the concept just keeps bringing, it's like a black hole. It keeps bringing everything into it. Question is, can you get out of it? Nope. Nope. Um, and I see so many parallels to what went on to the destruction because the Atlanteans, they knew what they were doing and they did it anyway and destroyed their culture. And if anybody doesn't believe me, just go back and read Plato. It's been since then. So where did these people go? Well, souls are immortal, so they're going to come back again. And we have that wonderful society where they're free to experiment and to do what they want to do and try it on for size and get investment backing sponsorships, you name it. And people like Elon Musk adore that. So there they go. In your words, Greg, it is something to be concerned about. It really is. And the only way that we can, see this is if we come to a precipice and somebody gets smart, somebody wises up and says, we don't need to do this. Otherwise, people are going to say, well, yes, instead of going for cosmetic surgery, they're going to be going for transplant surgery. They're going to be looking for their chip, their, their enhancement, if you will. And we're not talking Lee Majors and the $6 million man. We're, we're talking literally something being added to your body permanently that's going to depend on technology outside of you. And I can't believe for a second that people want that. Mm. If they really sit down and think about it, you're giving away your most cherished possession, not just your free will, but your free movement, your free thinking, all of it. That's just not a good scenario for me. can't help but wonder how the concept of the soul can deal with being merged to technology. Well, and I think maybe that's what, why so many people already feel conflicted because they already know that we have merged. They already know that this cell phone device is a blend of uh, that world. Uh, but it hasn't been implanted into our being. You can turn it off. Yeah. You can go off grid. Yep. You can get away and nobody can find you unless you want them to. That's the ultimate freedom for a lot of people. But if you have one of these in your hand, you have more computing power in your hand than ever lifted off a rocket ship up until recent times. Mm-hmm. That remember computers used to fill entire buildings and now they exist on your wrist. Or this. That's incredible. And this is the last 50 years, folks. Last 50, 60 years. That's all this is. It, time is moving so much faster, so we're finding more things and we're, we're getting more involved in things. Our technology, our science, our understanding is going by leaps and bounds, and there's reasons for it. 
but we have to use it wisely. And I think this is just gunslingers going for the latest thing that they can possibly make a buck on. Right. Wow. Uh-huh. It's a lot. <laughs> okay. So the title of the show today, for those that paid attention to it, was Is Transhumanism Destroying the Soul? Can the soul be destroyed by something like this? Well, let's let's define transhumanism for just a second. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. So, what's your understanding of transhumanism? You go first, then I'll give you kind of my my two cents. Okay. Well, it's a it's a philosophy, and it's where philosophy and science partner mm -hmm. in the creation of technology that goes beyond human limitation, like like aging and communicating to the degree that we can. And much more is in the often as everything's perfected. So then it leads to the next layer and the next layer. Um, we're going to make ourselves into automatons. We're going to become merged with AI. And maybe we take the reverse of bicentennial man. Bicentennial man. Who knows? And so I would say the transhumanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes our capacity to be human and it will find a way to take away our biological constraints in order to create an ideologue version of what life should be all while escaping the journey of learning what life is supposed to be about. So to me, transhumanism, if, if, if being a human is about being on a lifelong journey to understand what is this experience? Some of us, we get to live long lives and take that journey for a long period of time. Some of us never come close to figuring that out. Our, we're extinguished way too soon. Mm -hmm. Transhumanism says the hell with figuring out why we're supposed to be here. Let's hack the experience and make the experience about whatever you want it to be. Welcome to um, the Terminator. <laughs> mm -hmm. Welcome to Total Recall. I think there's been lots of movies throughout the 80s and 90s that accurately have predicted where we're going. They're prescient. I, I know they really are. You know, I, I know that there will be a large group of people right now. They go, oh, come on, Greg. This mm -hmm. is amazing. Like, look what we're doing for technology. Quit being a begrudging <laughs> individual you know, you're getting old in your age here, everything, you know, it's about progress. You conspiracy theorist, you, Greg. You conspiracy theorist. Oh my God. How dare you cite science and brain waves? And then you bring philosophy into it. Oh, and what philosophy. are you all about? What you know are you what, doing? You know what I have not brought into it? What that? Religion. Mm, that's the I, next step. I purposely stayed away from religion in this conversation because I felt that if I were to address religion in any way, shape, or form, then immediately what people would hear in our conversation this evening is not a conversation about transhumanism, but about two religious nuts that want to not lose their control of religious dialogue. Mm -hmm. Neither you or I have gone to religion at all. And I got to be honest, I'm, I'm not really expecting to go there because I, I will say this is the only spot where I will go to it. If you're religious, expect right now for people to start asking the question, 
Is this the mark of the beast? Is this the start of what we heard in the Bible as far as people getting a device implanted underneath the skin? All this time, everybody thought you were marked with a number. Yeah, you're probably marked with a serial number of Neuralink or something <laughs> like it in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe all societies eventually lead down this path eventually. Maybe all these ancient societies and the Quran and the Bible, they're all writing the same story of we eventually merge with another AI and we transcend into the next phase of humanity before destroying ourselves. It's not what we're here for. I know. It's not at all what we're here for. And I, I can't help but think that <clears throat> there's so much more to the universe, our galaxy, even this world that... Mm, simply not known in the general populations because we choose not to see or we choose not to learn or we're not ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. As we all know, there are higher powers beyond our understanding that intercede. And I'm going to tell you, this is prime for intercession. If this gets off the ground and if things really start going this way, we're not going to have plastic surgeries. We're going to have people, you know, walking around like the Borg. Um, we're going to have people being, yes, it can be a blessing to help people come back from traumatic injuries and that sort of thing. But how long do you really think it's going to stay that humanistic, uh, that, that helpful for humanity without the other side coming into play? Because in this world of balance, mm. for every good, there's an evil. Mm -hmm. Balance indeed, Laurie. Well, Bold Americans, this was an incredible conversation with Laurie. We continued actually on for an additional 40 minutes, but I'm giving you the highlights here on the America Out Loud Network, uh, but there's lots of great conversation talking more about brain chips and artificial intelligence and sentience and what it might be. And so that went on for about another 40 minutes in conversation. Uh, but if you'd like to hear that, you can go over patreon.com backslash America Emboldened, as well as on Rumble type in America emboldened and you can see the entire conversation. Uh, so just uh, wherever you get your podcast, America emboldened, you'll be able to hear the rest of the interview. It's been a blast bringing this to you, Laurie, once again, pleasure having you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. I look forward to it. I really enjoyed, I was in such a negative headspace of Neuralink and then Laurie kind of calmed me to the point where I'm going, oh, who cares about Neuralink? I'm on my own journey and that's okay. And uh, what's going to be is going to be. It doesn't mean that you or I have to opt in in any way, shape or form to what the agenda of Elon Musk and other people may be. And when it does come time to raise the banner, raise the flag, when someone says you're mandated in order to do this, will you be ready to stand up for what you know is right? I think you already know whether or not you're willing to do that based upon just the past several years, maybe how you felt coming out of all that. I hope that I honored your time well with Laurie Elizabeth tonight. I hope that you've enjoyed today's show. As always, make sure that you leave some comments. Let us know what you would like to hear next from both of us. We're happy to uh, change the conversations in the future according to what you may be liking to explore. Or maybe you'd like to join us for a live conversation where we stream and take your comments live. We can do that one night as well. Hope that you have an absolutely enlightened rest of your day, ladies and gentlemen. 
You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, my special guest, Laurie Elizabeth, here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.